Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. We thank you that you are here, moving in our midst. We worship you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise and we thank you from the bottom of our heart for all the good things you have done for us yesterday. We thank you, Father, for a good night's sleep. We thank you for the peace in our heart. We thank you for your mercy that you renewed for us every morning, including today. We continue to study on that mercy and how to tap into it this day. We thank you, Lord, for all the provision that you make available to us today, the food that we eat, our protection, our shelter, our health. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be with you, this opportunity to talk to you, not just as our King who is merciful, but our Father who has loved us with an everlasting love, whose love for us is unchangeable. And as a God who willingly pours His grace because of His jealous love for us, not because of what we have done to earn it, because it is grace, it is unmerited. Out of His love for us, He gives us that system of advantage against the enemy so that the accuser can no longer accuse us. Because through that grace, we are brought up to speed. The shortfall has been filled up. And we have been given the robe of righteousness through the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts every time we come to you. That peace and that joy which helps us stay still and focused on you despite all the challenges that we are carrying this day. That helps us talk to you in person. That helps us to stay away from worry. That helps us renew our mind. To look at it from your perspective. From what your word says about us in our circumstances. And not what the devil, the liar says to us. That same peace and joy, Lord, which only you can give and no one can take away. We share it with all our brothers and our sisters that are part of this prayer meeting and are part of this praying family called by your name, the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. The family that prays together with each other and for each other. Even though we don't see each other, even though we don't know each other, we are connected with them through you in the Spirit. We share it with all those, Lord, for whom prayers have been requested on this group and with all those that have no one to pray for them. Everyone that you want to bless this day and are looking for that faith, the raw material, the substance to be used for your miracle to be performed, Lord, we offer our faith to you. This is our sacrifice, our prayer that we make. We offer ourselves, our bodies, as that living sacrifice. 
For your word says that the sacrifice you look for is a humble heart. We offer it in surrender, Father. And we share your peace and joy with all those that are called Christians, called by your name and have, do, and have still not yet encountered you, your presence. To have that transformation in their lives. They do not have that personal relationship with you yet. Where it is only a religion or a formality in their life. Quicken each of these, Father. That our Christianity is awakened. We ask for that quickening in ourselves as well. So that every corner in our life that is still dark. That is still living in sin. That has not yet experienced that renewal. Might touch the light of your glory. And be illuminated. And we share your peace and joy Lord with all those. That have willfully, knowingly walked away from you. Under the influence of a lie under any false doctrine or false religion, under secularism, the biggest lie. Quicken them, O oh Father, and they shall call on your name, and we shall call on your name. For everyone who calls on your name shall be delivered. I shall not end up in shame. We ask for mercy, O oh Lord. For unless your mercy turns its eye towards us, we cannot experience that quickening. Look not on our sins, O oh Lord. But look on the humble hearts that call out unto your name. And so as we pray this morning, we call on your name. The name of our God, our maker. The one who makes the wilderness pools of water and the dry land springs of water. The God who is our shield, the one who is our maker, our father, our strong tower, our refuge in times of trouble. And we pray in the name of Jesus, his son, the only one who came down in the form of man just to teach us how we could achieve that victory, even as a man against the enemy, the devil that looked formidable against all the lies that he has been telling people over generations. The one who came to provide that light of the Father to us. That which Adam had and was lost. The one who came, the word himself, to grant us wisdom and understanding. The one who has blessed us in every utterance through the word. And has given us the authority of his name to speak that word. And we pray in the name of his spirit. 
the spirit of revelation, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of truth, the spirit of Jesus, through whom Jesus worked all those miracles in his public ministry, the spirit of resurrection who raised him from the dead and now gives life to our mortal body when we cry out to the Father for mercy. He gives us his own strength, his own power. And if we can understand the power that now sits within us, the power that created the universe, that now sits in us, it is not us who should be afraid, but the enemy that fights, the accuser that fights against us. He should be the one running. Lord, open our eyes to understand the intensity and the extent of this power that you have made available to us. That you have given us the world's best advocates here on, in the earth realm as well as in the spirit realm. You have us covered on both sides. That we may not fall short when the accuser points a finger. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of prayer that we can pray to you. And we are, when we approach you in humility, humble and a contrite heart, you will not despise, you cannot ignore. It is not in your nature to ignore. That is all we need to do to qualify. We shall continue our study on that today. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of family, of friends, with this precious life to celebrate with them your love, Father. We thank you that you have blessed us with angels and destiny help us. You have given us the gift of your word that as we study your word, we are able to discover all these provisions that you have made available and how to use them. So that when we meditate on your word and we observe to do according to what is written in it, that is all we need to do, to obey your word, knowing that it is your will. And every law that is written in that book that should favor us, now suddenly seems to be activated. It puts a hedge of protection around our lives. It gives us guidance. It provides us wisdom for navigation in times of trouble. And it shows us how to reach to that stage of abundance that Jesus said he came to give us. Help us gain a, dip, a deeper understanding of your principles that you have hidden in there. Your prophecies, your promises, Lord. All those treasures that you have made available only to the one that you quicken. To everyone else, it is just a storybook. You have your treasures sitting hidden there in plain sight only made available to the discerning eye. We thank you, Lord, and we ask for that gift of discernment to be able to see through it. And we give you glory and honor, Lord, with joy in our heart as we open ourselves to receive all that you want to pour into us this day. We thank you, Jesus. And today, as we continue on our reflection, on how to tap into God's mercy, the second part. We just have a quick recap of what we reflected on yesterday and what we studied yesterday. We saw that the mercy, we saw that mercy is God's system of advantage to veto his judgment 
and it often comes with grace. And our brokenness in the spirit and a contrite heart qualifies a man to be a candidate for mercy. We saw part of the story of the prodigal son from Luke 15. And how when this son, who had wasted away everything that he took from the father as his share of the inheritance, when he turned back and he approached the father in complete brokenness, the father forgave him. And this is the character of God's mercy, where he said, put on the best robe, bring the best robe and put it on him. Notice he didn't say, oh, the son is dirty and filthy. Go and bathe him and clean him first. This reminds me of God saying, come as you are. With everything that is in you, all the things that make you incomplete, all the things that have made you a failure in the eyes of the law, come as you are. And I want that best robe to be put on you. I will cover your shame with my glory, my best. So why all this? For this my son was dead and is now alive. But when you look at the story, the son is still alive and in front of the father standing there. And yet he said, this my son was dead. What did he mean? What death? Separation from Abba. Abba is the source, the giver, the father. Separation from that source and into sin. And Brother Savio shared in his reflection this morning as well. Every time we are disobedient, we move further and further away from God the Father. That amounts to death. And Romans 6 verse 23 says, when you live in sin, the wages of sin is death. Disconnection, cut off. A condition in our life where we are still alive physically, but spiritually cut off where the heaven above us is shut and nothing good can come from the Father, even though that provision is made available to everyone else, here the door is shut. The father equates that to death. And he said, this my son was dead and is now alive. Reconnected, saved, salvaged and redeemed. And next, the other side of this story now, the older brother. He was in the fields and on hearing about his brother, he was from the servants, he was angry. And the father came out because he didn't go in. The son refused to go in into the house and participate in that celebration. And the son said to him, the older son now, I have served you these many years and neither transgressed your commandments. That is, I did not break your commandments your, or your laws. Yet you never even gave me a kid, a little goat or a little lamb to celebrate with my friends. Look at the two different approaches the two sons have taken. One was broken in his heart, 
surrendered, repentant, and the other self-righteous in his prayer to the Father, trying to justify. Not only did he try to justify himself, but he also went further to degrade his brother. Look at Luke 15 verse 30. He spoke everything bad about the brother's harlotry and how he spent all the father's money on it. He didn't speak of his misery that he was feeding the swine. He just sought to degrade the character of his brother and show how good he was. His self-righteousness. Are we doing that in our prayer as well sometimes? When we look at someone else and how bad they have done certain things, we say, God, I have not done that. I am good. And the father said to him, you have always been with me. You have always been in my house. But this my son was dead, was cut off and is now alive. He was lost and is now found. Going by this definition of dead that we have discussed. The question that comes up here is, how many of the man's sons were dead? Beware of your own heart's condition as well. Because when we look closely, both the sons were dead. One because of his sinful life, the other because of his self-righteousness. The effects of death were seen in both cases. The older one stayed back what was full of it, his self-righteousness. He served the father. Verse 29 says he did not break any commandment and yet did not receive mercy the way the younger son did. So service to God and obedience, flawlessness as well, where you did not break any of his commandments, are not a condition, does not fulfill the condition to receive mercy. Lord, I work in your church. I am a mass coordinator. Lord, I sing in the choir. Lord, I do everything to serve my community. Lord, I've kept all your rules. And yet you don't answer my prayer. And there is another one that just showed up on the prayer group yesterday and he cried. And you provided a miracle for him. What did I do wrong? Does this sound like our prayer? A broken and a contrite heart are the only thing that will fulfill a condition to receive God's mercy. Accepting our inadequacy, accepting our need for God, saying, just like the prodigal son did, I will arise and go back to my father and tell him, Lord, I am not worthy. We ought to watch what we pray about very closely and how we pray. When the strength of God comes and it finds strength in us, our self-righteousness, it will go back. But when it finds brokenness, it stays. 
just like magnets opposite poles attract each other like poles strength repels strength many times you see a non christian pray and you think god you are unfair i am a christian i have always been in your house i have done everything right i have prayed all these years i went to church every sunday and in some instances i went to church every day as well yet you hear the prayer of that non christian or the prayer of a sinner and not mine what wrong did i do watch out for how we pray are we really looking to tap into god's mercy or are we there to give an account of all the things we have done and demonstrate our self righteousness god's mercy only moves when we satisfy the condition of a broken and a contrite heart not a justifying self righteous heart it doesn't see how good a christian you are it only sees your brokenness father in the name of jesus i pray that we understand from this what is it that will move you to compassion luke 15 verse 20 help us lord to review it again and again and digest it so that everything that is written before that word compassion appears there is all that we need to do a broken and a contrite heart you will not despise for all the times we have been self righteous in our prayer lord we ask for mercy we ask for forgiveness we surrender ourselves in all our iniquity and our unworthiness there that we have brought on our lives and we ask for your mercy lord we ask for that edification in our spirit to remain surrendered to you in our brokenness at all times for when a cup is full there is nothing that can be poured into it not even your mercy but when we empty our cup completely empty in our brokenness you are able to fill it such that it contains all of your mercy and none of us nothing about our self righteousness or our own capability we are filled with your love help us build that understanding so that when we approach you in our prayer father we come with the right intention and we come in that surrendered way to you and as we pray for spiritual growth lord to learn your success systems of how to tap into your mercy and your grace we also pray lord for our physical and our temporal needs for all those requests that have been mentioned on our prayer group we pray for our brothers and our sisters that are battling sickness and disease especially those fighting the covid virus right now those that are battling all kinds of life threatening situations we pray for families that are battling separation 
divorce or even infidelity, violence, abuse, misunderstandings, all small sorts of bickerings that have gone to the extent where people do not want to be in the same room together anymore. Lord, we ask for mercy on these homes. The enemy has infiltrated in and has stolen your love from them. We ask for a restoration of that love. On their behalf, Lord, we take charge of this family that we pray for now. And we invite you into this home, knowing that you stand at the door knocking and you said when we welcome you into that home, you shall come in and you shall dine with this family. And with you comes your love. You are the God of love. This is what 1 John says. The God of love enters in. The most low must leave. We curse and we rebuke every spirit of infirmity, every spirit of divorce, every spirit of separation, every spirit of infidelity and any kind of wickedness that is operating in that home environment. We bind them under your authority, Jesus. We cast them out of this life, this home right now into the lake of fire and sulfur, never to return to this home anymore. Let it be so in the name of Jesus. Let every broken heart be mended and filled with your love, Father. That there be a new beginning there. And this time, what God has joined together, let it stay together perpetually. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds and difficult challenges in their lives, including poverty, including joblessness, including busyness, that we have everything, but we don't have you. We don't have time for you. For all those that are battling mental disorders, that are battling all kinds of compulsive behaviors, those that are battling addictions, fits of rage, Anything that seeks to keep your people yoked to the ground and away from you, Lord. We come against it in the name of Jesus and we declare under his authority every such chain broken. We declare freedom over their lives. We ask for your yoke-breaking anointing, your deliverance anointing, Lord, that is made available to us through Isaiah 10, 27. For when that anointing touches their lives, the yoke is broken and taken off their neck and the burden off their shoulder. And who the sun sets free is free indeed. Where your spirit is, Lord, there is liberty. Let that freedom touch these lives this day, especially the ones that we now pray for. There are many in our own close circles, in our family circles that are battling alcoholism, that are battling the habit of pornography. We pray also for all the members of our family that have not yet been saved. That have not yet encountered Jesus in a way to build that relationship with him. And be transformed. We ask of you to touch all of these lives this day, Father. Quicken them in the spirit that they might be awakened. 
they might willingly give their heart to you. And there is a revival in that spirit. They receive the gift of their salvation. We pray for our own personal needs and those of our families as well. Father, we now connect with you in our spirit to release our faith. Make this our prayer of agreement. We thank you, Lord, that you patiently hear us. You always hear us. When we release our faith, you, O Holy Spirit, move. You hover over everything that seems hopeless and you give it light and life. A humble and a contrite heart you will not ignore. So when we come to you, looking to your mercy, surrendering everything and accepting all those mistakes and our inability, our inadequacy, and we ask you to take over, Lord, we know that you bring your light. You execute the will of the Father in that situation. And it is his will that none of us should perish, but should be brought to that light through mercy. Let that light, we pray, Lord, shine upon each of these lives that we bring to you this day. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit to please unmute and join in. Those that are praying for the gift of tongues, to please take that bold step in faith, unmute. And let the Holy Spirit take over. Ask him to take over your tongue. He prays on our behalf. Let him take over. It is our resistance that keeps us from receiving that gift. Our need to be in control. Let us surrender it to him for once. Let us now pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Santa Papa, 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 Papa,
Sandra Pia Sarakata, 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 Sandra Pia S
Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your love. Thank you, Lord. The words that were put on my heart this morning. Come bathe in my unfathomable mercy. This is the time of my mercy. The scripture being given is Romans 5, 8. Eight and nine. But God shows his love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we are now justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If anyone else is receiving a message from the Lord, please feel free to unmute and speak. Or you could even type it in the chat. Before we conclude, just a reminder about tomorrow's Bible study session. That will start from 5.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. The topic is the last part of our series on the 12 steps to a good year. This is part six, in which we will learn how to equip ourselves to appropriate the fullness of God's provision and blessings in the year that lies ahead. We will also learn to the need to make the right resolutions. So far, we have seen up to the first 10 steps. This will be the last two steps in that 12-step uh, program on how to make it a good year. We shall share links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube, as well as the starting times for praise and worship onwards for different time zones around the world. We shall share a message with all those details on our WhatsApp group and on our Telegram group. All those that are not yet part of a Telegram group, please join in. We shall be shutting down the WhatsApp group by the end of January. And please share this message with the links to all your friends and family and invite them to come and partake in God's love, in his presence that hovers over that prayer meeting. 
we have a reflection that has been shared in the chat. This is a verse from the Bible that is from Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 to 4 where it is written. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Thursday, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless you and everybody. God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everyone. Russell, take care.